0: You caught that. You're, you're, you're supposed to say, sing it. You're supposed to sing the beginning. Ah, Sam. We are together at last. At last. At last, my Jeremy has come along. Yeah. <laughs> we are together here in Pennsylvania. And uh, that's what's happening. Yeah, Yeah, we're
1: holding the two gay pillars of turning Pennsylvania fully gay and fully blue. Uh, It's a very exciting week. We will. We are going to timestamp this the first week of November 2020.
0: And hopefully, because we intend to push this fucking episode out like a hot turd. Not that it's a turd. It's going to be a great episode. It is. Um, We're going to do all of the... Theme music on ukulele, and then I'm just going to slap this bitch right up to Podbean where it belongs for all of you to listen to it on Thursday. And, speaking of which, Jeremy, (gasps) guess what? What? Can I finally spoil something for you, or are you going to get pissed at me? Oh,
1: Sam, it's Scorpio season. Spoil it for me.
0: Joe Biden only needs four more—six more. Only needs six more electoral college votes, things, whatever— shenanigans yes to win
1: oh my gosh this is good this is good they may still try to elongate it through the courts they may still try to elongate it through tomfoolery um but at least we can get a fascist out and that's my current opinion at the moment with the information Indeed. I
0: have. so yes jeremy has been staying far away from this i've been following it like crazy because i'm nervous and i'm yes my pants over here but um and i was really nervous in the beginning i was like oh there's just no way like because you see this is the thing with elections like any election in the united states is there just looks like there's so much red in comparison to blue because blue tends to stay on either you know the west or the east yeah and it's just like oh my god like like this is terrible there's so much red but then you realize that like by population there's actually not that much red so i don't know like i i hope i don't not jinxing it by the right now since we don't know but like fingers crossed he only needs four more electoral college uh votes and he wins I'm a little bit nervous about Pennsylvania right now because Pennsylvania seems to be strongly leaning towards Trump at the moment. But we'll see. I mean, those um, those early votes are still rolling in. Jeremy, did you early vote?
1: I did early vote. I voted early in California, which seems like... Um already a denouement. But I did I voted early, I got a mail in ballot, I did my socially distanced, uh, socially responsible duty, and walked it to the Hollywood area library for a drop off. And there was a fellow who was staring me down. So there was a witness that I did um, indeed drop my progressive vote down the line uh ballot to hollywood and of course california being full of trippy hippies etc uh
0: i guess she's made her decision known oh california made their decision known like right away yeah yeah it was kind of disconcerting because when i was watching the tracker it was like okay like it's kind of even and then like immediately like Biden has a huge lead and I'm like, Oh wow, that's great. But then you see that it's California. It's so like California, California, it's like dropping like a fucking like pumpkin in an apple orchard. Like it's just, it's so much, it has so many electoral or college votes. It's such a big state. Yeah. So it sort of gives you a false sense of security. Um, but it seems like things, I mean, it's just, this is what I'll say. This should not be this fucking close. I understand why it is like Biden did close to nothing other than like talk about how he's not Trump. Yeah. um, Which is unfortunate. Um, So I'm surprised that it's close because I really like driving around and seeing signs and stuff. I live in a very rural, rural I live in a very rural area right now. So it gave me a lot of hope to see so many Biden signs over Trump signs. But um, yeah, it's real fucking close. It's like, this shit's going to come down to the fucking liar.
1: Yeah. And I was talking to Sam earlier today. It's like, I trust nearly no one in politics. I think it's so messed up. and so corrupt. And I don't think anyone has, um, I don't think anyone has a, uh, a golden key to, to this, uh, to this country going in a better direction. I think it's from the grassroots up now. Of course I've, I was voting fascism and psychotic right-wing stuff out, which was my point. But um, I was telling Sam, I think, like, Hollywood and politics play the same game of attention-grabbing. So we have to be very, very careful about how much time we're spending on screens and, and whether we're looking at, like, corporate... Uh, corporate uh media I'm trying to do my best to kind of stick to Mother Jones and the Nation and Democracy Now those are my choices uh th- I think I said the Nation um but like I'm not interested in being on this is not like a, it's not a marathon for screens for me yeah I just want um I just want some dignity and some uh some uh institutional violence that has been too encouraged from the right to be
0: done in weeks. Yeah. By the way, if you hear some wackadoodle audio going like, I sound far away, then Jeremy sounds far away because we're interacting with each other, it's because we're sharing a microphone. He has a very new MacBook, and I have a very old MacBook. And unfortunately, we just don't have compatible ports. (gasps) <gasps> my ports are too big and his are too small so we just had to use one microphone because i couldn't plug my mic thingy into his thingy
1: oh uh. oh my gosh
0: but yeah i mean it is very disconcerting um and i feel like i we had a long conversation about this yesterday where it's like yeah i mean you can understand that the system is corrupt and I like, Ocasio-Cortez, she said something which I thought was very profound about Biden when someone questioned her about, I think it might have been about fracking or something that they disagreed with. And she was like, yeah, I mean, Biden and I don't share everything. Like all of our opinions are not the same, but he is, I'm more likely to be able to lobby him and like push a progressive agenda as opposed to trump who's not going to be receptive at all so i think there's a balance like you can be you can understand that the system is corrupt and work to change the system from the outside or the inside or whatever your preference is but also participate in the system in things like elections
1: yes and so i was making my my uh my where is my queer compound in the middle of nowhere to restart community argument that like a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of what imperialism does is find any way to track us and there are people who talk about you know cradle to grave tracking through the numbers in our systems and then voting as a way to track people and i don't think that's conspiracy i just think it's good imperial practice but also, I don't, I don't want to just be mongering in fear. We just have to know that there's like twelve branches to this um, deeply, radically uh, oriented reform of uh, this three hundred million plus group of people who uh, are within these borders, and then beyond with our families. So. Um, I just hope that everyone has, has plans for um, continuing to support our siblings of color and our trans siblings and those who are the working poor and the underserved and definitely born into underprivileged uh, positions because it's systematic and institutionalized uh racism and classism and that's very much in my head right now so but fortunately in the conversations that sam and i have been having we've kind of both come from those sort of we know that class and and race and 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 inequity can be systematic and luckily our families have just enough of that bent to have made us aware of that so what say you sam
0: Well, I think it's important to be able to define what working class is because it can be radically different depending on where you come from. So um, my husband, Chris, shout out to Chris. I'm sure that he's very excited that I'm referring to him as my husband, since I usually just refer to him as my friend. But I know you listen to the podcast, Chris, so I hope you're having a good time at your dialysis session and I hope that this episode is helping it go a little more quickly. I love you. <laughs> anyway, um, so Chris and I, Chris does not think I come from a working class family because um, my father was an engineer at Bethlehem Steel and my, mo- well, my mother had a pretty working class job. She was a nurse. Um, but he's always sort of been of the position that I was middle class or I was that my father's job was not um like he wasn't working in a factory so um I can understand why he does not think I'm from a working class background I consider myself from a working class background because I guess my threshold is a little bit higher as to what working class is I think it's really anyone that is you know working a nine to five and um isn't does not own the means of production doesn't have their money working for them through like gratuitous stocks that are just making lots more money not to say that some working class people don't have stocks but yeah I mean I I still do consider myself working class and I definitely think that the per combination between like having educated parents and them being working class helped to give me an empathetic worldview and not be A sociopath. That being said, and I'm going to throw it to you, Jeremy, I think that there's a lot of a stigma around middle America. You know, people talk about poverty and, like, just not having the means to have a more um, well-rounded, I guess, perspective on things. Um, Only watching right-wing media like Fox News. And I do think all of those are true to an extent, but I also think that there's just a lot of disconnect and frustration um in middle America.
1: I I agree, Sam. And like we were talking about um after I got back from the road trip, it's like I'm a historian when people have the same look of existential gloom and WTF on their face because what kind of work are they doing? kind of work are so many of us doing getting jobs with corporations and strip malls the only thing that looks clean and new are corporate strip malls or malls or you know and mom and pop liberal-esque you know progressive-esque stores they're being socially responsible so now we feel as though there's economic class warfare going on and all these dualisms that liberals wear masks and, and right-wingers don't, but where do the anti-vaxxers fit in? It's just like trigger upon trigger upon trigger, you know, people who want to be left alone uh, and people who want to be in community. And there again, another dualism, trigger, 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 you know? So, like, we have to realize that the hard work is listening to people who don't agree with each other because there are um, bigger human rights priorities. My end of the day issue is that we have to think about human rights and the dignity of humans around us and then beyond our first drop and the first waves in the pond to have a decent life. I mean, I'll just lay it out straight right now. I'm looking for work because I'm not. I don't have much, and I, uh, my working class version is. I grew up with paycheck to paycheck.
0: You better work, bitch. Mm.
1: I grew up paycheck to paycheck. My dad had anxiety around money. My mom uh, was a stay-at-home mom, and I just took out loans and uh, things that I can't even pay for that are in default right now. I'm in complete, you know, financial. Uh, for, for a middle-class person, I'm in full financial distress.
0: So please, uh, support Jeremy on Patreon.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, But I mean, I'm not advertising for, for a victim status. I'm just saying that what I, what I've done to get where I'm at is a whole lot of indebtedness. And if it was 250 years ago, I'd be in debtor's prison. They'd be after my ass. But this is America and we're all allowed to play with money like it's Monopoly and Casino. So that makes it crazy and actually more of the mind than of, of material reality. But there, I'm just, my heart really goes out to all of us who are, who are suffering from the economic to our mental health woes because of economic things. And we think that Biden will do a, only a little better than Trump. And so we vote for Biden. But my working class perspective is that it's always, always. Us folks who were trying to stave off full, you know, full breakdowns economically and otherwise by gathering together, knowing how to deal with the institutional undercutting of our our uh, human rights, and just going for it, Sam. You know, this is the Black Lives Matter movement. This is the Indigenous people keeping those pipelines. Off of their sacred land, a little bit that what they were forced into by reservations. This is where we talk about solidarity, Sam. Right? Yeah. So that's where I'm at right now. I just am trying to like calm my nerves and uh, also steal them for the work that has to go on. Whether we have um, a moderate president or. Um, a kooky right winger that some of these spirituality people think is some kind of QAnon savior and we won't even get into that, Sam. I'm going to transition this over to you because there's so much shit that hits the fan and I'm just trying to stay calm.
0: Yeah. I liked what you said before about um, having like real conversations with people that disagree with us or um, just having a a more nuanced understanding of people with different, opinions right-wing opinions because the reality is is someone like you and me we might have our struggles but we do exist to a certain extent in a position of privilege privilege of education privilege of uh, little i can't talk today privilege of like culture privilege of community and i remember when i lived in paris kentucky i worked at a place and um i remember it was in 2016 and obviously the election had just gone on and There was just a lot of, um, an it was just like an awkward situation at work because a lot of people were very right wing, and I don't remember what sort of set me off. I didn't like flip a table or anything, but someone was talking about something related to the election, and um, I think it had something to do with Obamacare, and I just like corrected them. I was like, hey, actually, that's just not true. Like that is not accurate information. Um, And, uh, you know, it sort of started to get a little bit more heated. But I will never forget one of the women who I just assumed would have voted for Trump. Like, I just, there was no doubt in my mind that she did. She expressed very emotionally that, like, she was just so afraid of her child who, or I say child, it was her son, which was probably like a 28-year-old man. But her son how, giving having uh, issues with health care and not being ha- able to have access to health care because of obamacare and or having his rates go too too high um these are all you know bullet points that any right winger will give you about health care but oh my god it's going to be so expensive if it's universal or it's medicare for all or medicaid for all um but so she said all this to me and she was like just telling me like her fears about obamacare and then she ended and said And I voted for Hillary. And it just fucking blew my mind. And it really had made me like reshape my opinion of people in a very right-wing rural area of like, you know what? I feel like probably a lot of their decisions are based out of fear. And right-wingers and um, fascists are really good at shaping people's perspective because they're very good at manipulation.
1: Yeah, I agree. And of course, it's the religion and the gay stuff and the abortion and all of these people who you don't know that all you see is the screen, the screen, the screen, the television, the, you know, the media talking head perspectives. And um, I just encourage everyone Now is the time, no matter how quarantined we are, do the research, follow the money. You want to be a political activist? Follow the money. Follow the people supporting the people. And then it won't be conspiracy. It will literally be who is funding what, which private sectors, which corporations, which interests and lobbyists. This, I mean... I, I I didn't start this with proper history. I started this perspective more seriously by reading Gore Vidal novels. Gore Vidal came from a Southern Democratic family. And uh, Gore Vidal came from a uh, Democratic Southern political family. You can look up a Vidal and Gore, and that is a Gore, G-O-R-E, um, and his perspective as sort of uh Do you wor- biting Do
0: you worship the dolls?
1: oh my god sam i <laughs> oh. oh, will just say he has he has that very um beatnik, snarky uh attitude in the novels but he also knows his history and he also knows about how uh, you know he was an insider he knew lots of movers and shakers growing up with his granddad who was a senator, I believe. And, um, so you just get the idea that, you know, whether you're at the Met Gala or, or DNC or RNC, uh, fundraiser that the money's flowing. People, people have got their agendas and it's our job to be, to find the transparency where it is. Um, Call out people who are pulling these stunts, and we have to have our we have to have our plans, and and stick to them. So it's community, 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 Sam, community, community, community. We got to find it.
0: Jeremy and I are going to take a break to find our community and pull stunts. We'll be right back. Yeah, Sam. Hi. Welcome back to a Fairly Queer podcast where Jeremy and I discuss topics that are clearly queer and queerly clear. It's two fairies discussing things fairly here on a Fairly Queer podcast. Now, Jeremy. Yes. Let's continue our discussion, shall we? Okay. Okay. So we talked a little bit about politics in our last session, but I know that you've been feeling a lot of Unrest in your daily life? Does it have anything to do with the unrest in our nation?
1: Yeah, Sam. Yeah, it does. And I think for me, um, I just think about less greens, more community. And that's what, you know, I keep on repeating myself as just like a call, a prayer, like a deep... (laughs) a deep need that just on the mental health level, it's been very good playing house with Sam. (laughs) It's been very good to, um, be around people. Um, I love when I was in New York briefly and safely. Um, but the community is what helps us through these crises. It does. And what we have is, and I, when I was on break while Sam was uh, listening through, I was just thinking. I was
0: just checking thinking... audio levels. I was just checking to see if the audio levels were correct. You know, just doing a little fine-tuning and finagling of a fairly queer podcast. What
1: are you looking at? I was just looking at whether anything's moving, Sam. But it is. Oh, it's moving already. Right. Okay, it's good, good, good. Well, I hope we hear you. But um, <laughs> oh, I can hear you. Okay, good, good. But um, I was just thinking of like, there's just so much dualism. There's just so much dualism and multiplicity is community. And having at least the goal of like human decency, human dignity, that like, we all just deserve, as human beings, some very basic things. Clean, clean water, clean food. These are things that, like, we get distracted by the screens. Clean buttholes. Yes, Sam. Just the cleanliness. I mean, not it, everyone's got a different thing. But, but just, like, decency for human beings. And why don't we? Because of the... I just want to put the very quick, concise dualism. Way back 5,000 years ago, there were gods and slaves. There were people who worked for the gods. Uh And then there were slaves who were smart enough to get out of slavery. Yeah. Yeah. But if you think about quote-unquote civilization, which many of us know is just a code word for imperialistic conquest, we've been serving up this shit for thousands of years. We have got to strike back because we have so much information. We have so much connectivity available to us. Um, I think the only thing that really stops us are our fears, our mental health crises, and a lack of commitment to community Mm -hmm. with people who we don't always disagree with. We just want to either avoid or stamp out voices. And we know that that's part of the problem. So I think in such long historical Swats, you know, and such a big view that like, it just scares me just to feel that we're repeating shit that still was going on 2000 years ago. That's what really deeply well uh, hurts me.
0: The truth is that we are. because Well, because these <sighs> things are cyclical. They just are. Um, there's a, a saying, two steps forward, one step back. And that's oftentimes the way of the world, Jeremy. It's just how it is. But
1: that, but is that a cop out? Like, what's gonna, or like, what needs to happen? I mean, this is why people are like take climate change. That there's three opinions: ignoring climate change, being very scared about climate change, and what is this? And what is the source of the climate change? What is the source? I think is a much better um, opening engagement, saying that humans. Yes, weird cosmic things dealing with the sun or uh, cosmological or things going on in plasmic fields in our solar system. Also there, so you see, like we need to have folks from different places bringing their perspectives and seeing where, like, yes, climate change is happening. It's a reality around us. But when we have enough perspectives, so that whatever. Whatever is right for us, we can do something about as long as we're doing something about it and not uh, putting our heads in the sand, you know?
0: Yes. I just think it's important to not, do not like, do I sound better this way? Do I sound better this way? I don't really know. It's okay, though. Um, yes. So, I I don't know. I just feel like it's important to not ignore the reality of the nature of humanity which is war and struggle struggle against each other um i often have the feeling of like i sometimes wake up and i'm like isn't it crazy that we fight like each other like shouldn't we be fighting like galactic aliens or something but we're not but i mean we cannot deny that that has been our entire history so i just feel like i don't know it sounds weird to say but Accepting that notion and trying to like take that dynamic and just make it less bloody and more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like not sincere, um, you know, just like less conniving. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with struggle or adversity or war but it needs to be it ne- we need to proceed if we're going to always fight against each other in a way that is fair and balanced i guess is what i'm trying to say and, and doesn't cause unnecessary harm or bloodshed or sorrow so there you go that's my little two cents toots
1: okay sam That takes into account a certain inevitability of human beings acting like animals, Yeah, which we do, which we do. However, I also want to um, take a different stance is that um, somehow we have these narratives of heroic human beings, whether it's uh, heroes of human rights, heroes of knowledge, heroes of wisdom, heroes of uh, political, social change, uh, heroes that have spoken out about new cosmologies like Copernicus and Galileo, heroes um, that have spoken up for the rights of women and children. We have this whole parade of heroes, and the best part is, They've been rich and poor. They've been slave and, and queen. They've been all these things. Yes. So the balances we have the we the god and the slave are are uh, fighting themselves out. The animal and the advanced alien within us are battling it out right now. And there's just so much big change going on. So I think. The past six thousand years has basically shown humanity to be teenagers. Can we grow up? Can we grow up from teenagerhood? Because there are sixty-year-olds acting like asinine teenagers. Yeah. Sociopathic bankers. I, sociopathic... Know, I know one of them. They live with me. No, I'm talking to someone else. Sure. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Oh. Deflation. But you know what I mean. You know, there are men in suits acting like teenagers. There are sixteen-year-old young ladies all over the world acting like total goddesses from other planets. Are brilliant. They have clear visions of what they want their world to look like. They've like got goddesses for moms and grandmas and aunties. You know what I mean. So I want to put that perspective out there too. If we want to just, if we if we want to just submit to the sausage grinder. Then that's your choice. I am not. I. There comes a point when I see this shit around me, and I'm like, No, not me. You can't have me. You can't take me. You don't have any rights over me. And if you did, they're null and void in some higher court. And if the only higher court is the one that I'm that I'm some sort of witch with universal sovereignty, then I'll take that over. I'm just an animal with a nation in a nation state with a bunch of numbers associated with me. That's not my identity. That's what, that's how they're tracking us. So I'm being very real here saying that like freedom is an everyday choice and it's often radical. And we have heroes who have laid those precedents down. No matter how accurate the information is, we have, an, we have enough perspective because of the risks and the death and the courage of many of our direct and indirect ancestors for thousands of years. That's what I got.
0: Yeah. And to clarify, I'm not saying that like we need to submit to the, like the ways of a um, cutthroat capitalist system. Um, I just think like we talked. we've, we talked sort of like in more of a um, like, feelings in the universe we talked about like powerful like emotional feelings and i told you that i think passion is the most powerful thing it's like an element of fire and strength and it, it, it's energy like fire and passion it's energy and i just feel like oftentimes people's approach to trying to create change can sometimes be um less proactive than i would want it to be and um yeah that's why it's just like I just feel like uh going forward and looking at like the ways in which we do fight and confront each other in day-to-day life and have differences um it should come from a place of passion and not malice and I think that it doesn't have to be like explosive it can be productive and it can create new ideas and new energies
1: Sam, I appreciate that. And I think those things happen when it comes to um, vision. I think vision is very much that fiery element of having vision, sharing vision, and sustaining vision. Now, what I'm going to do is say, I think the four element balance is going to be very necessary. Earth is for daily work what are we doing on the daily are we throwing coins to our siblings who are um under supported and really fighting on the front lines are they getting our coin are they getting our reposts and are they getting our bodies and our text banks and our phone banking are they getting that that's the earth stuff and then water are we taking care of our emotions our mental health our um, outlook, so that we can not sabotage each other. Where's the water? Where's the emotional uh, cleanliness? Right, cleaning, cleaning what is getting in the way, and having a clear perspective whenever possible. When the weather ain't too stormy, too rainy, too overcast, and the last is air perspective. Air is not about talking over people; it is about listening. I'm
0: sorry. What did you say? <sighs>
1: Fuck Sam. I did, I did, I said it. I said the F bomb. Because I'm an airy fairy and like constellating and um there's planning and strategy and it's not about it's about perspective. And the more perspectives that I've had, the more compassion I've had and that and these things all interact with each other. It's a very very it's I think it's a whole package thing. But when we have a community with all four elements balanced, we will get so much we will get so much done. We will really put it together because we all got our roles, we don't step on each other's toes, and every day is different so we need a different outlook, but vision, consideration, daily work and perspective.
0: Yeah, well actually, so it's interesting that you mentioned that because I always remember this sort of idea that a lot of new inventions and new progress is made during wartime. It's, I mean, that's not even just like a, a, a personal thing. That's just reality is if you look at history. So I think it does have a lot to do with how do we harness this energy and have balance and be able to continue to be productive and help each other along and come up with new ways of making our lives better without the need for this corrosive catalyst of battle and war, um, and just find a way to integrate those types of elemental kind of things. Things, things is a great word because when you can't think of what you want to say, just say things, things. Everything is a thing. You're a thing and I'm a thing. You're thing one and I'm thing two. I totally lost my train of thought. What were we talking about?
1: Sam, we were just talking about um, how we're dealing with so much chaos and so much dynamism. And I, I'm i going to uh, stick to humanity is in a teenager world. And the problem with the teenager world is, despite that I think passion and vision is so much there, um, that's associated with a lot of um, uh, unsubtle uh masculine energy i'll just put it out there this is a perspective of my moment right now and what it is it's conquering and raping and not asking for permission and going throughout the world like you've got something to prove that you are your own hero and that um other people who were there before you don't matter because it's your story and what that is it goes from homer's odyssey and the epic of gilgamesh to the people who are running rampant um over our earth and over earth's peoples. And they just the fire is out of control. So we need the other elements to be in balance. So it is a the patriarchal fire is a wildfire and it's destroying things. And it could destroy us. So where is peace? Peace is peace is an everyday thing. Peace is the decision that you keep peace. Oh. Well, uh he got a piece of my vote him the fuck out is what he got. <laughs> um but you know, that's why I'm talking about those other elements cuz some people they can work. They can work a whole lot of uh uh uh, uh change through helping people emotionally. Other people are just going to be, you know, they're... they're they're focused on the daily work. They're focused on the seeds that grow in the garden of change. And bless everyone who's doing that on the daily. And then there're the people who's like, "Well, we need a perspective. This doesn't work. Let's try this." I'm one of those, "Let's try this. Let's try this. Um, we need we need more voices or we need to shake off this thing that's been a habit, right? And so, inspiration is both fire and air. So, I'm still saying that this this thing, this war thing, this destroying the earth thing, we have been programmed by world history books and by mythology to believe this is the way it is. And fuck that. It doesn't have to be the way it is. There are people living all sorts of amazing lives and creating family, tribe, community. Yeah. And new energy sources all the time and we just have to keep on keeping on. So I would love to talk to people who are doing this work. It's bring out our queer our queer and queer adjacent geniuses, people who know on the ground. I would love to hear as many uplifting and real, truly real, harrowing things that people have gotten through and they've and you all are making differences too. And so I'm looking a lot now at Earth. What can I do on the daily? If it's just taking care of myself, fine. If it is voicing something that I can say clearly in my airy, fairy way, great. And if it's, I got to take charge of something because I'm, I'm, it, the light went on. I'm like, if I don't do it, I'm not sure anyone else will. All, all these things need to be balanced, Sam. Yes. So that's what I, what I mean. I want to go, I want to go down the balanced cosmic, you know, I wanna, I wanna be a galactic citizen. I don't wanna be stuck in the teenage battling out of these things. Cause when will it stop? It only stops when we stop playing the games.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. So I agree with everything you said. That was very, very poignant. Um, and balance it all i think for me it comes back to balance how can we be in balance with each other how can we be in balance with our environment how can we continue to move forward um while having balance because when we talk about these sort of elemental powers of passion and fire and even other things like air and water and the things that they represent then too much of any of those things can throw you out of balance especially too much fire you don't want too much fire um So, yeah, I I guess that's really the takeaway, even though it sort of sounds woo-woo. The truth is, is that going forward, accepting the fact that we have things in our nature that uh, unchecked and unbalanced, like our fiery natures and our passions um, can lead to conflict and war and turbulence um, and other things too much, Water. water can lead to stagnation um too much air can lead to gas and we don't want that a theory over practice um so yeah i mean it does sort of sound like woo woo but it's the truth i think if we all proceed with more balance of all of the things that comprise our nature we could be more in balance with each other in our environment and that's all i have to say i'll take it to you jeremy take it away
1: Sam, I think of it these things as really practical. Right? Let's think of what runs stars. Hydrogen. They're in fire. It's part of our actual atomic makeup, you know. And then I like to think about every every kind of every kind of like, you know, peptide and neuropeptide that includes hydrogen. And then we're Earth creatures, so we've got we've got carbon. Well
0: Jeremy is comprised mostly of helium, actually.
1: Oh you son of a yeah. But um, air can be considered nitrogen so much of air. Uh, Earth's air is nitrogen and mixed in with all of those other things. So there's perspective there's what nitrogen nitrogen connects with uh, storm power and and uh, lightning creates nitrogen. You look at nature any good any good real witch. I said you gotta look at the elements because this we're, we're talking about the things that are our bodies and our minds and our thoughts and our feelings are made of. So I don't think of it as, as so much woo-woo as in like just take just take stock of ourselves. Do we need more action? Do we need more daily daily practice? Do we need emotional or mental clarity? And so that's really that's really it. We got. We're in this lifetime, and we got some heroic shit to accomplish, at least to try it. So that's that's what I want to take home. Shit is rough, but we all have a an, a heroic impulse, and it is both communal and it is individual. When when we're in balance, then we then we can take it, we can handle it, and we can really change it, Sam. Yes. So that's where I'm at. I also. And a delicious point of uh, segue, I want to thank uh, our new Patreon members Elizabeth and oh. Cheryl, and uh, Janina has stepped up so I can at least pay for my phone oh. bill this month. You, um, and you know, it's a, it's the giving season. Let's give each other what we need. Give love. Give uh, financial support. Give a mental health, Kiki. If you're in the position to help your friends, give uh, advice on if someone needs deeper mental health support. While all this is going down, there are resources. Yeah. Um. If you know, I helped Sam make pie crust. Be sure to. Uh, pie dough tonight. So like, gather together safely. Uh, Keep your pods, keep your COVID pods clean (laughs) as best you can. Um, Be truthful, be vulnerable, be courageous.
0: Be yourself.
1: Yeah. Be a star. Yeah. Be
0: nice to one another.
1: Yeah. Kindness can go a long way.
0: Beavis and Butthead.
1: Oh, my God. I think I think does Sam I think Sam squeezing the juice a little the hard bee, here. Boobie. Okay, Sam. Beatrice. Oh my gosh. Do you believe in love? Oh them? my gosh, you guys, Y'all, yo, This is what Sam does um, to me, on and off. Jeremy. The microphone.
0: What kind of bees can make milk?
1: I don't know. Boobies. Oh no. I'm gonna let you go. Yeah.
0: Here, give me the microphone, please. <gasps> Follow us on our social media. Jeremy is handsome Jeremy777 at Instagram. I'm Nuke Moth at Instagram. Please support Jeremy on Patreon. He has a Twitter. It's Orphic Apollo at Twitter. Something he's making facial things. I'm gonna send the microphone over to him.
1: Oh my gosh, Sam. Yes, I don't go on Twitter much, but it's Orphic like Orpheus Apollo777. Orpheus Apollo. Mm. Oh, my God. Scorpio season. My hormones. Let us know what um, interests you for future giving season. Uh, North Hemisphere uh, autumn time topics will do it for you. Sam's a great baker. We can talk about uh, baking for queers. Baking for queer. Yes, but let us know at a queer Podcast at gmail.com. That's a f a e. R-I-L-Y, podcast at gmail.com. Thank you to all my handsome Jeremy Patreon folks. You're literally keeping me afloat right now. And if you have any questions about services that my witchy ass does, you can go to jeremymickish, M-I-K-U-S-H dot com. New website. Please share it with your friends. I look forward to hearing from you, wonderful, magical, lovely doves. I'm here for the tarot, here for the sound healing, and here for you with Sam at a fairly queer podcast. It's time. Thank you for listening, communing with us, and bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Ciao.
0: any other languages I'm sorry
1: um